A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Set out for the great city of Nineveh and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh, according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the ashes. Then he had this proclaimed throughout Nineveh, by decree of the king and his nobles, neither man nor beast, neither cattle nor sheep shall taste anything. They shall not eat, nor shall they drink water. Man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and call loudly to God. Every man shall turn from his evil way and from the violence he has in hand. Who knows, God may relent and forgive and withhold his blazing wrath so that we shall not perish. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out.
Dominus Pobiscum. Ad Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. Verbum Domini. This following is taken from the uh, chronology of events that referred to what happened uh, 83 years ago today. October 5th, 1938, at 4 p.m., Father Andras of the Society of Jesus arrives and Sister Faustina makes her confession for the last time. At 9 p.m., the chaplain, Reverend T. Zaputa, together with the assembled sisters, prays at her bedside the prayers for the dying. Sister Faustina, conscious to the end, unites with those praying. At 10.45 p.m., Sister Maria Faustina Kowalska, after long sufferings, born with great patience, goes to the Lord for her reward. And that was uh, the moment, the day of her death. The day of her death becomes uh, the day of her feast, which is today. And personally, she has uh, greatly influenced my life, uh, mainly through the reading of her diary. And I have to tell you that before um, I began reading her diary, uh, I would never open a book to read that does not have any pictures. And the bigger the pictures, the better for me, and the more the pictures, the better for me. So I can truly say that her diary was really the first book that I've ever opened and read in its entirety. I don't know, uh, I was trying to think what got me there, but I, 
I'm not sure at the moment. Uh, but I used to work in uh, San Francisco and lived about an hour away. So to get to my work, I had to take a couple uh, transportation that were available for me. And one of them is taking a BART every morning. Uh, BART is basically like a train system, uh, but it's a quiet ride. It's about 35 to 45 minutes ride with that. And then once uh, I get off from that, I would walk to this one spot and then wait for a shuttle to take me to my office, which was another about seven minutes ride or so. Um, and then I got to my uh, office. And again, I don't know what, what really interested me to read the diary. Because like I said to you, I would never open a book that's like, you know, it was fat. I had those, those old kind, the, the red cover, the, the kind of rather big size. It was a fat book. And I don't know if it was curiosity on my part, maybe, trying to find out about this uh, Polish sister who I had no idea at the time, or if I was trying to challenge myself to accomplish something I've never done. Again, reading books without pictures, a lot of pictures. And I believe maybe those two are part of it. Uh, but the, the, mo the, most, the more, um, uh, you know, it's more of a God's giving me the grace, giving me the desire, the grace uh, to want to read it. Um, and also to be changed by it and to have someone who's teaching me about our Lord, the divine mercy himself and his infinite goodness and love. And I do remember, um, I do remember that about three quarter of the way reading this, I was doing it every single morning going to work and going back in the afternoon, uh, you know, taking that time. So that's about almost an hour's worth probably of reading every day. But I do remember about three quarter of reading this diary, I stopped. Again, I don't know what made me stop. I don't know what, I don't know what all that, but I did stop. And I quit reading it for for a while, for months. And, and then I somehow picked it up again and continued with our, where I had left off. And I tell you, when I, wherever that was, about the, maybe last quarter of it, uh, when I, where I had started reading, I, I realized, you know, I needed to read this. I needed to read this. And it was, it was like a it was like a providential design that the way it was happening that I needed that. And, and then also, I think there was some in the background of my mind thinking too that I think there's part of it that the evil one did not want me to read this particular part. Um, there was a lot of them on the Blessed Sacrament that I learned so much uh, through her teachings, through what our Lord uh, revealed to her. And, and I believe God's providence and his merciful grace enable me to hear these words 
again, most of them were St. Faustina's own words, but uh, a lot of them were the words of our Lord himself revealing uh, to her his, his mercy, his, his desires, and so forth. And I remember, too, St. Faustina complained. She complained in the beginning of her uh, writing how this uh, duty was a burden for her. It was a burden for her to write. And our Lord told her, I was trying to find the exact quote, but I couldn't find it this morning when I was <laughs> running out of time preparing. Uh, our Lord told her that this writing that he asked of her to do, it's not just for her to fulfill the, the, the request of her confessor. This is for many souls. And, and he even said something like, many, you, you will be responsible for many souls through this writing. Many souls will benefit greatly from reading it. I know one of those is me, of the many souls. And I know some of you have been reading as well. And recently I came to find by accident uh, the podcast that's available now for free, uh, this St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. This is being read by Father Joe Roche of the MIC, uh, Marian of the Immaculate uh, conception, uh, congregation. And um, so he's reading this uh, diary. Each episode is about seven minutes, eight minutes long. And he read a few paragraphs, and then he would comment about a minute or two minutes long. It's really, it's really um, a good resource to have and to have our daily nourishment uh, for through the diary. And I mentioned before that, you know, I've read the entire diary, but as I listened through each of these podcasts, I found it's like, I never heard that before. It's like something new, something new. And here's just one thing that, you know, there's a lot of things that um, our Lord revealed to her. And, and one of those is about divine mercy and, and our misery, our misery. And... Uh, St. Faustina got to know about herself, how miserable she is, how weak she is, and, and so on. And our Lord said this, You see what you are of yourself, but do not be frightened at this. If I were to reveal to you the whole misery that you are, you would die of terror. However, be aware of what you are. Because you are such great misery, I have revealed to you the whole ocean of my mercy. I seek and desire souls like yours, but they are few. Your great trust in me forces me to continuously grant you graces. You have great and incomprehensible rights over my heart, for you are a daughter of complete trust. 
You would not have been able to bear the magnitude of the love which I have for you if I had revealed to you fully here on earth. I often give you a glimpse of it, but know that this is only an exceptional grace from me. My love and mercy knows no bounds. Misery and the divine mercy. You know, this is something that we have to be aware. Um, we have to be aware of ourselves. We can't, we can't just, you know, forget of our weaknesses and so forth. But then at the same time, we cannot be so consumed, so obsessed with ourselves and our misery. Because there's the other part that's more important of God's infinite love for us, the divine mercy. You know, that's why when we get kind of out of balance, kind of focusing on ourselves so much and too much, that we put aside what we need to worship more, adore more, and be grateful more of God's infinite mercy and love. We focus on ourselves, we, we get so bent out of shape kind of thing that we get, we're losing our peace. So that's why our Lord said what He said, um, that the more trust you have, the greater, you know, I'm giving you with my graces, my love. I'm, the day that we are, the, 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 the world that we are living in today, how much trust we need of, for God, how much we need to learn how to trust in God's goodness. You know, we, we focus on so many bad things, so many broken things, yes, we cannot ignore those things. We cannot live in a bubble, so to speak, that, you know, no bad things are happening in the world. We cannot fully ignore those things, but then we cannot focus on that alone. We got to keep our mind toward God. Just like what we're doing here at Mass, we're all focusing on God. We're all in the same direction, worshiping God toward our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. So that's what we got to do also in life uh, to keep our gaze upon the Lord and to place our trust and our confidence in His merciful goodness. And again, I cannot, um, I cannot uh, recommend to you enough uh, to take the time to take advantage of what we've been given uh, this uh, diary of St. Faustina. And yes, it's a private revelation. Yes, the church does not require uh, any of us to accept it, to believe it. It's a private revelation. It's not like a public revelation. Um, it does not jeopardize our salvation if we don't wish to uh, accept it or believe it or read it. Um, at the same time, whenever uh, God, whenever the church uh, put her stamp of approval in it, it simply means that whatever is uh, contained in here does not contradict what the church teaches, does not contradict what the gospel teaches, does not contradict what the Lord teaches the apostles and all of us through the church. 
and it's uh, a lot of these things are makes it more tangible, more uh, practical in how we can live the gospel life. You know? And so to be aware of that and to be open to what the Lord is calling you to this deeper trust. He wants you to know, He wants all of us to know that He truly cares for each of us deeply, intimately, personally, and we may feel like, oh, God does not care about any of us. He has a better things to do. No, that's false. That's error. That's lies. That's the enemy trying to discourage us from trusting in God. And the enemy knows, like I said, I think there's some element of the enemy trying to not trying to prevent me from reading the rest of the diary at the time. And because right when I started reading again, I was like, this is exactly what I needed to know. This is what I exactly I needed to read. This is what I exactly I need to be reminded of. So the enemy is not blind. The enemy is not stupid that, you know, he's not, um, he's not, just letting us go, he's watching us. He does not want us to receive all the graces that God gives us because he knows the effect is the destruction of his kingdom. The effect is the destruction of his works. And so we try to uh, dispose ourselves, our minds, our hearts, our souls uh, to God so that we would respond to his infinite grace and infinite mercy and infinite love.